From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Welcome once again to Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages from the ministry of Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. On today's broadcast, Dr. Cairns will continue this series of studies in the life and earthly ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns shortly. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of the great 19th century English preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon as found in his collection called Morning and Evening. This morning's text is found in John chapter 16 and verse 32. Ye shall be scattered every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. Few had fellowship with the sorrows of Gethsemane. The majority of the disciples were not sufficiently advanced in grace to be admitted to behold the mysteries of the agony. Occupied with the Passover feast at their own houses, They represent the many who live upon the letter, but are mere babes as to the spirit of the gospel. To twelve, nay, to eleven only, was the privilege given to enter Gethsemane and see this great sight. Out of the eleven, eight were left at a distance. They had fellowship, but not of that intimate sort to which men greatly beloved are admitted. Only three highly favored ones could approach the veil of our Lord's mysterious sorrow. Within that veil, even these must not intrude. A stone's cast distance must be left between. He must tread the wine-press alone, and of the people there must be none with him. Peter and the two sons of Zebedee represent the few eminent, experienced saints who may be written down as fathers. These, having done business on great waters, can in some degree measure the huge Atlantic waves of their Redeemer's passion. To some selected spirits it is given for the good of others, and to strengthen them for future special and tremendous conflict, to enter the inner circle and hear the pleadings of the suffering high priest. They have fellowship with him in his sufferings, and are made conformable unto his death. Yet even these cannot penetrate the secret places of the Savior's woe. Thine unknown sufferings is the remarkable expression of the Greek liturgy, There was an inner chamber in our Master's grief, shut out from human knowledge and fellowship. There Jesus is left alone. Here Jesus was more than ever an unspeakable gift. Is not Watts right when he sings? And all the unknown joys he gives were bought with agonies unknown.
In the years 1949 to 1952, a mighty revival took place on the Isle of Lewis off the west coast of Scotland. In the course of those years, hundreds of people, especially young people, were converted to Christ as the Holy Spirit came down in power. The preacher during those days was the Reverend Duncan Campbell, yet what took place on Lewis was not due to his pulpit skills, but to the overwhelming moving of God among the people. Listen to Duncan Campbell's own testimony of what took place. In revival, the community suddenly becomes conscious of the movings of God beginning among his own people, so that in a matter of hours, not days, in a matter of hours, churches become crowded. No intimation of any special meeting, but something happening that moves men and women to the house of God. And you find within hours scores of men and women crying to God for mercy before them at near a church. Let the Bible Speak is happy to make available CD copies of Duncan Campbell's own account of what happened during those revival times on the Isle of Lewis. There is also a CD containing the personal testimonies of people who came to salvation in Jesus Christ during those days. To obtain your own copies free of charge of both CDs, please contact us by email, phone, or regular mail. You may email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. By phone, please call 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. Or write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That would be Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. You will be blessed greatly as you listen to these accounts of the power of God at work. Today on Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns will conclude a message called Our Lord's Lessons for Living. Matthew chapters 17 and 18 contain a number of seemingly unconnected incidents 
from which Christ taught the disciples some important life lessons. First, in the matter of the temple tax, the Lord Jesus paid something he did not owe, partly to avoid giving offense. Rather than insisting on his rights, he provided us with a lesson of selflessness. The second lesson involves humility. Christ had just told the disciples that he was going to Jerusalem to be crucified, buried, and to rise again. Yet all the disciples could do were to argue about who would be greatest in the kingdom. The lesson is that only those with a childlike faith will enter the kingdom. When James and John wanted to forbid a man from casting out demons in Christ's name, the Lord Jesus warned them against having a narrow sectarian spirit. The passage also contains a powerful admonition about forgiveness. Ultimately, the secret of avoiding the sins mentioned here is to maintain a constantly refreshed sight of Christ. Now here is Dr. Cairns to bring the final portion of this message, Our Lord's Lessons for Living. Isn't it strange? Isn't it strange that Bible-believing Christians can so glibly, so blithely, let's be honest, so joyfully, condemn immortal souls to hell? Very strange thing here is that James and John had been in many a situation where the Jews had not welcomed Christ. Did they ever want to call fire down on the Jews? Oh, well, no, you see, they're Jews. You see, this was a, an exercise, not for the glory of Christ, but this was an exercise of national Jewish prejudice, and it was using the gospel as a cover of their bitter hatred of the Samaritans. You'll see that here in America. We have seen it in Northern Ireland. I know Christians over there who will use the Bible, if they can. They'll use the name of Christ to curse and damn those who are not of their political persuasion. But let me tell you, you cannot make zeal for the kingdom of Christ an excuse for narrow-minded prejudice. Beware of imposing your nationalistic or denominational or whatever else personal prejudices on the Word of God. That's what they were doing. The final lesson and it's the big one, and I will only mention it. This is Christ training his people for service. Get your eyes on me. Learn who I am. Get your eyes on me and get your eyes off yourself and learn true humility. Don't confound bigotry with a zeal for the cause of Christ. And finally... And I think biggest of all, in the work of God, if you're ever going to do anything, you've got to learn to forgive.
And that's a very hard thing to do. Peter says, my brother offends me, sins against me. Will I forgive him? How many times? Will I forgive him? Let me just make the general statement. Forgiveness for a Christian is not an option. And the man who cannot and will not forgive a brother is probably still in his sins. And his own sins will remain unforgiven. That's not my teaching. That's the teaching of Christ himself. You're not saved because you forgive others, but because you're saved, you forgive your brethren. That's the teaching of the Lord Jesus. Sometimes it's hard. But it must be. How do you forgive somebody who has offended you? And I'm using offended, by the way, in the biblical sense. Uh, It's used rather loosely that anybody that does something that's not exactly what you want, well, you're offended, well, you shouldn't be. Offense is a big word in Scripture. A lot of spiritual connotation to it that time doesn't allow me to get into this morning. But how do, you, how do you forgive? Well, a couple of things. Ephesians 4, 32. Remember what the Lord has done for you. Remember what Christ has done for you. And then treat others as he has treated you. Sometimes it's a good idea because it's been my experience that the hardest offenses to forgive are from those who have been perhaps your best friends. So sometimes it's a very good idea to remember that offending you has not been the only thing that this party has done. Stanley Barnes will remember in his own mind, without my saying anything to whom I refer when I say, as a young man, I grew up owing a lot to a particular Christian. And in a million ways, he was a blessing in my life. And under God, I could never repay him. There came a time when he became very bitter, very angry. At that time, I was long gone from that church, and I was not part of anything that was causing him anger. And yet, for some reason or other, just in the spitefulness of the moment, in talking to another party, somehow or other he dragged me into the whole situation and was bitter against me too. As I say to this day, I have no idea why. More than one person asked me, how do you deal with that? This man would now and again 
stopped by our home. I'd see him in the road. He'd give me a big plastic smile. People asked me more than once, how do you deal with that? And I had to say, I do not excuse what he has said and done. That's wrong. But that's not the only thing he has done. When I see what he's done for me, I could never pay him back. And as long as that is in my mind, I am grieved at his folly. But I could never be bitter against him. I owe him too much. You stop and think of that and you'll find that many a time the people you get most bitter against are the people you owe most to. I've seen this in churches. I've seen ministers who have poured their heart and soul into the lives of people for 10, 20 years, and everything has been going well, and then perhaps the ministers have to deal with a situation in a family or whatever, and somebody gets their back up, and just like that, it's as if he had never done them any good at all. And they're ready to be like lions to tear them apart. Let me tell you, If we can't learn to live together on earth, it's highly doubtful that we're ever going to live together in heaven. Some of us are not going to make it. Jesus says, you forgive. The final thing, and this is where the big parable comes in that I didn't read, keep this in mind. Not only remember what he's done for you, Not only remember that offending is not the only thing this party has done to you in most cases, but remember this. What God is asking you to forgive is like saying to a man who has been forgiven a debt of, say, $50 billion. It's like saying to that man, I want you to forgive the debt of a man who owes you a $5 bill. It's not much. And I say to you this morning, if you're going through life with a bitter spirit, a grudge in your heart, a chip on your shoulder, you're angry with God's people, you become more and more embittered and more and more isolated and more and more out of touch with God. I say to you, Jesus says, forgive. What keeps us from forgiving is that we like to stew over it in our minds. Just let it get on and on. We we think and we think and we think. And instead of thinking Christ, we're thinking everything but Christ. The missionaries of the Moravian churches went first among the Eskimos. They tried to explain forgiveness. They found it very difficult for the simple reason that the Eskimo language had no such word. There's nothing among them for the word forgiveness. They labored and labored and labored until they put together a very ugly word made up of a lot of other words. And that word simply was not able to think about it anymore. 
That's it. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Now we come full circle. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. He owed nothing. He paid everything. And he did it for you and me. When you get your eyes on Christ, who forgave you everything, you can forgive me anything. These are Christ's lessons for Christian living. Let us learn them well. And he prepare us, as he did the disciples, yet to do a mighty work for him. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Let us all pray. Father, bless thy word. O God, after the feeble voice of man is silent, speak on to every heart. Gracious God, save the lost. Restore the backslidden. Lord, lead every Christian on with thee. Forgive us our sins, the hardness of our hearts, a proud or selfish or arrogant spirit. God, forgive us for it. Forgive us, O Lord, for cloaking our own prejudice, bigotry, under the gospel or a text of Scripture. Forgive us for hardened hearts against the people of God. Forgive us for selfish bickering while the world perishes and we should be preparing ourselves to serve Christ effectively. Lord, knit this body of people together in the bonds of Calvary love. Help us to love Christ and with a Christ-like love to love each other. By this said Jesus, shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you have loved one for another. Help us then with a Christ-like love to love the souls of men and women within a heartbeat of hell. And, O oh God, give us the passion to reach them and to win them for the Savior. Lord, bless thy word. Give fruit for its proclamation. Part us now with thy blessing. Keep us in thy fear, the beginning of all knowledge and wisdom. Be the portion of all thy blood-bought church, both this Sabbath day and evermore. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We're here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina. 
1-800-273-29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. If you wish, you may call us at 1-864-244-2408. That's 1-864-244-2408. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 